Welcome to Gafe Japan Stories. Welcome to Got Fade Japan Stories. I'm Shank from the Got Fade Japan podcast, and with me today we have Dame,、uh, Attorney to the Stars. Hello. And we have Charlie Jovi, an expert <laughs> on crime here in Japan. Today we're going to talk about、uh, cops. I can't say it's going to be a positive conversation about cops, it's probably going to、uh, be more about all of their deficiencies and、uh, what else, you know. All the bullshit that you go through living over here. It's basically、uh, how ignorant they are, really. I mean, not even ignorant, just it's, it's a, a joke. Yeah, how inept. I think inept, inept is the word. The word that's the word for, I was、yeah. looking for, you、yeah. know? Ineptitude. It's, kind of a, it's、yeah. kind of a worldwide story this week with the whole、uh, New York, Wall Street. Oh, yeah. Weren't they going to、uh, kick everyone out of the square, but media couldn't even be around for it? Like、yeah, they wouldn't, they, they wouldn't let him in first, and it's kind of like a real Gestapo move doing that, I think. And they did it at 6 30 in the morning, too. Yeah. Well, here in Japan, we have demonstrations as well. We don't have the Occupy, but we have the, Genp- the Genpatsu Hantai or the anti nuclear、um, demonstrations going on. And I swear to God, there's more cops than demonstrators at them. It's fucking ridiculous. Have you seen them yet?、No, I've seen pictures. I haven't been to these、yeah. anti、uh, Genpatsu demonstrations. Back in the day, I went to the anti、uh, war movement、uh, demonstrations when、uh, the Iraq war was starting. Was、And、this in Japan? This is in、uh, Hibiya Park, and here, a similar kind of story.、Mm, yeah, I mean, I was just going through Shinjuku Station. I think I had to go get something at the electronics store at Labby or something like that. And I swear to God, there w a s as many police officers as there were fucking protesters, police officers surrounding the station, man. So, is that just police over oppression or the lack of, or just the complete apathy of the general public? Apathy of the general public, I think. So, it's <laughs> not even that many cops. <laughs> the cops don't really do much. But I have actually, I mean, as inept as police are here, I've heard、uh, Japanese tell me the reason why there are so many police officers here is because the numbers control the crime. But,、uh, you know, just having that many police like, present on the street. Supposedly controls crime,、mm-hmm. but I, I'm not I sure. What do you guys think? Do you think that's true? I don't know if I、true? buy into that. I don't, personally, I don't buy into that.、Yeah. I don't think, even if there weren't any cops, there, there wouldn't be that much crime in Japan, if you ask me.、Uh, just because of the society, all right? The society, yeah, yeah. social cohesion. The, the collective mentality、no. here is very just peaceful or apathetic. Well, Charlie, you looked up some、uh, statistics on crime here in Japan, right? That's right, yeah. I was actually looking this up earlier.、Uh, pretty interesting. The cops here, they have a lot of data on their, web, on their website. They tell you about where the hotspots are all over Tokyo. Hotspots? Yeah, yeah. With yeah. regards to what sort of crime?、Uh, well, <clears throat> the categories that they have here、uh, are hitakuri, which is、uh, bag snatching, purse snatching. Purse snatching. It's a big, snatching. big crime here. Yeah, that's actually a pretty big deal in Japan, as you know. Usually, what they'll do is you'll have like a guy in a moped, like a little 50cc moped with a guy in the back, and the guy on the back will grab like an old lady's bag, something like that. Or maybe a dude on a bicycle who will swing by and like grab an old lady's bag. 
swoop down on it. Taking advantage of the, the people that can't hold their bag. Of the aging popula- population. Yeah, <laughs> Taking advantage of your grandmother, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Good crime to be in uh, this day and age. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, with the <laughs> aging population. People, yeah. Well, you should pull your chair up, dude. You'll probably sound better. Um, yeah, what else? Okay, we so, have the bag snatching. So the top five categories that they have are the bag snatching and then, you know, the normal... Uh, so B&Es. B&Es. Breaking and entry. Breaking and entry of houses and then breaking and entry of... You know all too well. ...of businesses. Businesses are all over Tokyo, oh. as you know. And then uh, vehicular-related... I guess this includes trains, right? Uh yeah, it might. But if you included trains, dude, the whole city would be one hot spot because of all of the molesting going on on the trains, dude. I've been molested on a train, for God's sakes. I was molested earlier today. <laughs> was it by a man or a very old man? I don't know. It was just by many, many salarymen. Many, many salarymen. Was just, it just by an odor of a salaryman? Or was it, by an <laughs> was it dandruff blowing uh, off a salaryman's shoulder? It was many, many fluids and uh, flakes of... of uh, Old men. It's kind of like those, uh, like the bees that attack the killer bee, like the bigger bees, by getting all around them and just rubbing up against them until they like suffocate them. <laughs> it was a bit like that, actually. The Yamanote line was brutal tonight. There are certain parts of the train where you don't want to be at certain times of the day. I'm sure you guys have ridden these trains. You're surrounded by only stinky cellarmen. Oh, there's, there are sweet spots on the train, definitely, dude. Yeah. There's like, I mean, the sweet spots in that place next to the door. Of course, the seat is always sweet. Oh, the sweetest um, spot of all. Unless if you have a like salary man doing hula hip hoops in front of you, you know, and his schlongs coming up in your face, looking pukey. Oh, or looking pukey. Yeah, <laughs> looking pukey. It's dangerous. Um, and anywhere in the middle. But the problem with the middle is sometimes it'll be so crowded it's hard to get yeah. off the train. Yeah. And then you have to do what I do and choke someone out to get off the train. Yeah. Well, no, another one, another lesser known tactic is to actually vomit. <laughs> And you pretty much have uh, free reign. Yeah, you just clear denial. It's like, yeah. make a space, make a space, make a space. I'm puking. Sometimes it's worth the cleaning dying. <laughs> Maybe an easier thing to do would be the pretend sneeze, which is a big favorite of mine. Oh. Pretend sneeze and cough. Yeah. <laughs> I do that. Just start blubbering to yourself like a mental. Or just spit on people. Yeah, that works too. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, 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 yeah. The trains. If it includes trains, I would. I imagine it includes like hit and runs, which for some reason I've never understood in Japan. Like people, if they usually, if they commit a crime, for example, there's a murder. The guy's usually really quick to turn himself in. But if a guy runs over someone, he's really quick to drive the fuck away. Actually, a, a friend of ours was hit and ran uh, last year. Yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. He, he was riding a bicycle. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was he riding... He was pretty injured, actually. Broke, yeah, broke his uh, collarbone, yeah. actually, yep. Yeah. Clavicle, as we call it. Clavicle. clavicle. In the medical <laughs> circles. We <laughs> <laughs> have a medical expert here. Shank uh, MD. Shank MD. I don't think anyone would go to a doctor named Shank. They'd be like, dude, don't stab me. Only if it was your last resort on the black market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And usually it's to sell a kidney. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, take my kidney. need money. And what was the last category? Uh, the last one is violent crime, which they have everywhere in the world, but uh, a lot fewer here in Japan. I would say most of them are, you know, family-related, probably. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, on the Godfrey Japan podcast, we're always talking about crime. That's our whole topic each week is talking about different crimes and different like kind of hardcore news that happens around Japan and some of the top stories we hear are either domestic violence, Sai child Mama. abuse, 
or perversion? Saitama. <laughs> I don't know, man. Saitama yeah, I, I actually, for a long time, we were calling Osaka the Florida of fucking Japan, but Saitama is really getting the upper hand these days, dude. There's a lot going on up there, yeah, man. Saitama is the New Jersey of Japan. <laughs> you get a lot of uh, news content out of Saitama, let's just put it that way. Well, the Psycho Line, if you think about the Psycho Line, is the most pervs, the most molestation cases of any yeah. fucking line in Japan, and where does it go? To Saitama. To Saitama, dude. <laughs> <laughs> train line and its clientele is a, is a really good indicator of the region's uh, crime syndicate. If you're looking, if you're looking for a, a new apartment, I just want to say uh, just avoid everywhere in Saitama, especially Saikulin. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Keihin Toku sucks. Yeah. yeah, that one sucks too. Doesn't that one go down to the racetrack as well? So you get all those like, oh, yeah. uh, you get like those kind of middle-aged, like, jobless guys that spend all their time at the racetrack, and they're always drinking one cup and kind of snorting and sneezing and uh, yeah, yeah. talking to them. Self-talkers. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anyways, um, going back to cops, um, in Japan lately, what, you're saying that they've been cracking down on... Oh, uh, yeah, one thing that I've noticed recently, uh, there's been crackdowns on uh, bicycles, which is kind of interesting because Tokyo is so crowded... And people are trying to, you know, find ways to get to work that, you know, avoid these trains that are like so packed, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. A lot more people are riding the bicycles after the after the earthquake mm. because they want a, a way to get to work. Yeah, they don't want to get stranded. They if there's wanna, another one, right? They don't want to get stranded for one thing. Yeah. After that last one, how many people do you know that walk like six, seven hours home because there's yeah, no trains running? Almost everyone. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, bicycles, I don't know, for some reason, like, uh, in Japan, cops target bicyclists, and they don't target bicyclists for, like, bicycles, it's not like, it's not like, uh, Rad, the movie, or anything cool like that, you know? It's not, they're not getting bummed because people are, like, doing pirouettes on bicycles, like, on dance floors at their high school prom, or whatever the <laughs> fuck it was, but they're, like, it's just like they, um, like in America, the number one way people get in trouble is driving. Over here, yeah. the number one way people get stopped is on a bicycle or yeah. driving, I guess. Or driving, yeah. But, like, if you're riding a bicycle, they have free reign to stop you. Right? Right. In America, we're all from America. Uh, me, Charlie Jovi, I'm from uh, New, New Jersey, actually. And uh, <laughs> uh, we have... <laughs> one, thing, one thing we're used to in America is, yeah. you know, checkpoints where they stop people yeah. and they're looking for drunk drivers. Yeah. But here, you know, nobody drives cars because it's so expensive, mm. as you know. And uh, the big thing here is stolen bikes. Stolen bikes. And for some reason, like, the, when I go to a cafe, I'll leave my fucking iPhone on the table while I go take a piss sometimes. And mm. not even think twice about it. But a motherfucker will, and they won't, no one will think about stealing it. But a motherfucker will steal your bicycle unlocked really quick. Oh, yeah. Right? Bicycles are like water here. I thought, when I first came here, I thought they were the same, like... As water, because you see the umbrellas, you pick it up, you take it with you. Yeah. Same thing with the bicycles. Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. I take it. Listen. I've done it. I've done it. I'll be yeah. honest. I was in Shonan once. I was down in like uh, Kugenuma Kaigon, and we had missed last train from Fujisawa, and me and my buddy found this rusty old bicycle laying kind of across the street from my buddy's bar. And I had my skateboard, and he didn't have a skateboard with him. And he's like, oh, let's just take this bicycle. And fucking uh, rode it back to his house, and he towed me on the back of it. Got back to his house. We dumped it kind of by the river next to his house, and we were walking by the river the next day. It was gone. 
because oh, someone else found it and they wrote fucking wrote it somewhere else, dude. Yeah, passed so, on in new hands. Yeah, yeah. So that brings me to a good question. What was your first uh, experience with uh, theft? Was that your first experience? That was my first experience with like, and I wouldn't say that I stole the bicycle because it was a fucking foul bicycle. I'd say that I reclaimed it to society, you know, but, uh, but so that was kind of like the, the closest thing to theft I've ever done in Japan because I'm an upright citizen, but I've been stopped on my bicycle a ton of times, dude. I was actually talking about you getting something stolen from you. Oh, I've never had anything stolen from me. Oh, really? Never, no, never. No, me neither. Never. When I first came here, I actually bought a new bike. This is like, I've only done this maybe once in my entire life. And after like uh, three weeks or so, it was gone. It just disappeared. So I was like, okay, um, it's my turn. So I, I went on a rampage. to society tenfold. I was like, oh, that's how it works. So uh, I started uh, taking random bikes and... Uh, I think the first year I was here, I probably owned about 25 bikes. Really? Wow. <laughs> oh my god, dude. So what, like you ride a bike somewhere, you just leave it there, and then the next time you need to go somewhere, you pick up a new bike? It would either disappear, or it would be, uh, I would find a situation where I would find a better one. Uh, like they're never, on, they're never even locked. Well, see, I, I, I think it's a little bit different these days. When I first came to Japan, which was, I mean, we've all been here over, I've been here over nine years. What, 11, 12? Yeah, 12 total. Yeah. 12 total? What, over About 10? 12 yeah, total, 12 yeah. total or something like that. I think that the bikes were, like, more commonly before. People would just, like, leave them out, not lock them up. And nowadays, I think people are getting more into bicycling. Definitely, so they have yeah. nicer bikes. Definitely, and people yeah. are getting, like, these, uh, you know, people are getting uh, fixed gear bikes, and they're getting street bikes, yeah. and they're getting more expensive bikes. And these go down to, like, Double Base or one of these places in Shibuya, and they have, like, $5,000 bicycles, you know? It's like buying a car. Yeah, you might as well get yeah, a car. Carbon, yeah, carbon, carbon my, my, fiber my frames and shit. My first experience, actually, funny you mentioned uh, expensive bikes. It was a social experiment that me and a, a rich friend of mine, we were in Shinagawa, and, he, you know, we're staying in his really nice, cushy apartment, but we're bored. And uh, so we went out, we, he had a pair of bolt cutters, so he said, yeah, well, well, let's see what kind of bikes there are. So we went around and we <laughs> a really good cross bike. Uh, no recipe for disaster. Pro probably like a seven hundred dollar bike or so. I cut cut the bolt and stole it and found him and or he drug a bike with the chain on. Yeah, yeah. We called we linked up somewhere a block away and he's like, yeah, let me get the bolt cutters and then snapped it and uh, threw it in his uh, garage of his mansion, which was uh, not outdoors, so it was indoors. So we kept it in there. Then we rode it around a few times and go down there every other week and we'd go take bike rides and he actually ended up getting busted because uh how did he get busted well he got he got stopped and he's a japanese dude yeah. and uh he got and stopped random by the cops stop. random stop yeah this and, is a very common thing i just yeah. want to say yeah, yeah, yeah this is i've been random stopped at least on my bicycle at least five six yeah. times and you know i've seen a lot Maybe of not. i've seen old women being stopped actually in broad daylight and asked like, yeah, let me see your register driver and your registration number and your uh, proof of registration. Yeah. Well, for the listeners, since they don't know, in Japan, when you buy a bicycle, you're supposed to register the number and you pay like five dollars and you register yeah. it with the police. They put a little like metallic well, yeah. kind of sticker. And yeah, you, you, it's very difficult to get it off. Yeah, so basically that becomes your license plate. So a policeman, anytime you're riding a bicycle, they can stop you and they can confirm your check your ID. And then have match your ID to the name that's registered with the bicycle by calling in the number. So this is one way that they can kind of do what might be referred to as a random search, mm -hmm. so to speak. 
So make sure you have your, and then when they pull your, when they check your ID, they can check to see if your visa's valid, if your Gaijin card's up to get date, or your foreigner's foreigner card. Um, yeah, it's a big package deal there. It is kind yeah. of a package deal. That's right? probable cause, just being on a bike, it seems. Yeah, exactly. Just exactly. exactly. walking down the street is probable cause. Yeah. Didn't you have some statistics on how many stops they're doing around these days? Uh, actually, I, there was a website, which I'll have to look for later. I'll put it in the... The notes, if you have some show notes. Yeah. Uh, I, I couldn't find it there. before the show. There's a there's a, a site that lists exactly how many stops and um, stolen bikes there are in every ward of Tokyo. All 23 wards. But you so, do have the stats for the stolen bikes, though, here. There, yeah, I do have a list of uh, the, st- the stolen bikes per for each uh, coup of Tokyo, each ward. And it's it's amazing. Well, coup and city. Yeah, it's it's amazing how how few there are actually. Um, even like the places that are considered like the the Chiangwari or the dangerous areas. The and we hear about this all the time in Japan, like, well, in Tokyo, like Machida, Shinjuku, Shibuya, Nakano, Ikebukuro. These are supposed to be hot spots for crime. Exactly. Yeah, right? I don't know what kind of crimes. And the. Is, <laughs> It, it, Prostitution. It, you just look yeah. at this. You, know, <laughs> you just look at these stats, and it's like a total joke because uh, the even. The okay, work, give us the highest. The, which area has the highest amount of bicycle thefts? Yeah, within the what would, what would you think is number one, just uh, off the top of your head? Well, if I'm thinking like the density of the population here in in Tokyo, I would probably and the amount of people that go through one area. I have to say uh, Shinjuku, Shinjuku Central Uptown. Okay, what do you say? Uh, I, I would say somewhere highly residential, like Setagaya. Setagaya is just highly because there's maybe a lot of people who are can't get home or or just kind of like targeting. And it's kind of a there's a lot of cushy neighborhoods there. Maybe mm. all the not a lot of businesses. Yeah, a lot of residential. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what? It's not either of those areas. Um, Machida and Adachiku are the two worst areas in Tokyo for bike thefts, with yeah. Adachi. Winning with 99 for the entire year. 99 for the entire year. Between, That's it. Yeah, between September yeah. and... Wow. Uh, I know guys who have stolen more bicycles than that single-handedly back in the States. Yeah. <laughs> in one year. <laughs> I know people who have stolen more cars than that. <laughs> and I'm guessing these are the reported ones. So, I, you know, anyone, anyone that has their bike stolen is going to report it. Okay, going back to the ineptness of police officers and how much that they really don't do much of have much impact on crime here in Japan, in my personal opinion. Okay, so let's say Adachiku, ninety nine stolen bicycles in one year. How many stops do they make in one year? Do That's you think? the data we don't have on us right now. But I had a friend, uh, Joel, uh, who uh, Doctor Damien or lawyer Damien, uh, <laughs> oh, yes. attorney at law, attorney at law. Sorry. Uh, he knows uh, my friend Joel. He he's been stopped. He lived in a duchy for like three years. Said he got stopped maybe ten times a month in certain on, on months, a bike on a bike just going to his state the station to his house, oh. which is like maybe fifteen minute walk, but always the same like police like stopping him all the time. Yeah, you know I had actually realized one thing about police officers here, and it depends on the area, but. I was stopped, in one month I stopped three times in my old neighborhood, this is out in Kitaku, out in the north side of Tokyo, and uh, the third time I got pissed, because I was going to work, I was wearing a suit, I was fucking, like, I was in a hurry, didn't have much time, the cops stopped me, and I said, motherfucker, I got stopped 
already two times this month. Don't you guys fucking know what's going on? Like, I live in this neighborhood for fucking seven years. And the cop told me that they, that he's like, I just got rotated into this cobalt. And we rotate every couple weeks. So it's what you'll have happen is a police officer will stop you. And then two weeks later, a new police officer gets stationed at that Koban. Yeah. And then he needs to keep the tally up or the norma or the quota. The mm-hmm. quota up. Yeah, they so to keep his like his active police duty quota up, then he's got to stop 20 people on, a, on bicycles. And who better to stop than the white guy riding his bicycle down the street? <laughs> it's know? so disproportionate, too. If you look at the numbers, like all of Shinjuku only had... Here, let's find it real quick. Uh, Shinjuku for the entire year between uh, September and September, September 2010 and 2011, they only had a total of seven bi- stolen bikes. But these are only Jeez. reported stolen bikes. Well, why wouldn't you report it if you had your bike? Well, I, you know, one other thing that happens is if you park your bike illegally, then the city will come and pick mm-hmm. it up. So sometimes yeah. you don't know whether it was stolen or just picked yeah. up. I had a bicycle picked up once, but I know it was picked up because I went and read the, like, the little note that they put up on the wall near where I parked it that said, your bicycle's over here, pay 5,000 yen for to get it back. And I'm like, fuck, that shit's not even worth 5,000 yen. Yeah, because I stole it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. that's a reason why they're not reporting. <laughs> well, yeah, so basically when you're riding a bicycle in Japan, especially now with like the, with the piss bike or the, or the, what do I want to say, fixed gear bike boom, mm-hmm. then... There's a lot of new regulations coming into effect. Uh, this is exactly yeah. what was in the news just recently. Um, they're they're actually uh, they made the pissed bikes, which is uh, fixed gear, and the uh, BMXs without brakes. They made them illegal. Yeah, um, so yeah. So they were yeah. they had crackdowns at Ikebukuro and uh, Shibuya just in the past couple of weeks, mm. and they stopped. I heard uh, this was enacted. A little bit back, though, maybe. Yeah, I think that they enacted it. They uh, they enacted it at the beginning of the year, but now they're starting to enforce it. They gave like a like a six month cushion before they really started to go out busting people. Because I read them a little like a yeah, like you said, a cushion or leeway time that get you could add. You need to add the brake for each wheel for the piece. No, you need to have at least a front brake, which is really strange. Really. No, no, no. I you have to have at least a back. Brakes. No, at least oh, a back brake. I think. That makes sense. Back one's yeah. safer, right? Uh, at least a back brake. Yeah, yeah. Because you just one's just eating <laughs> shit all over <laughs> town, doing <laughs> endos everywhere. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, no. So like, like, yeah. I I heard about that in the summertime. The first person was arrested for not having a brake attached to their bike. That was Actually summer arrested. of this year. Actually arrested. Fine. Wow. Like arrested will find. Ticketed, maybe. Yeah, according to these uh, stories recently, they said the the people with the fixed gear bikes were given a ticket. And, I mean, they stopped everybody coming into Ikebuka and Shibuya. I saw a video on TV. They were stopping every single person on, uh, not Niyoroku, but Dogenzaka or someplace over there, one of Mm -hmm. the big streets. And they were stopping every single person. They get, according to this one story, they only uh, gave one ticket. (laughs) This is like, the, their great result. They gave one ticket to a guy riding a fixed gear, and they gave 70 people warnings. Okay, okay. Oh, wow. I want to know how many police officers did, officers did they have out there doing this? Yeah. Because there was a story in the news this week, for example, three police officers were hit by a white sedan that they had a drunken driving, like a, a drinking and driving checkpoint set up, mm-hmm. and uh, a car blasted through, hit three cops, oh, wow. and there was 13 cops... There, stopping at the cars at the checkpoint. 
fucking the, 13 cops to stop cars. Yeah, in Tokyo. Wow. And what the fuck are... And on top of that, to highlight the ineptness of the police, nobody got a license plate number. <laughs> Three cops got ran over, oh and God. the other 10 cops just, like, hid their beers. Like, they didn't know what the fuck was going on, you know? Unbelievable. Yeah, so I could imagine, like, set up in Shibuya, you probably had 15 cops down there oh, in yeah. a checkpoint, fucking stopping everyone on their bike. Everyone on the bike. Well, it's like that street. once or twice a month when they go out to get the quotas for, uh, for motorbikes and cars. They'll yeah. stop them in the morning. Yeah, yeah. And there's, but usually it's only, like, five or six I, see I that guess a, that's a lot. <laughs> Five or six. That's a good point. I see that a lot yeah. around my house. They always stop them near the, the bridges yeah. because there's no way you can go. So. Well, I used to live on Omekaido, and in um, in front of my house, they would stop them. I'd see them, like, maybe once every two weeks. Uh, uh, over there. In yeah, the and they would have to stick out, and they're like, oh. Yeah, get over here and go Come on. In, in Korea, they do the same thing. I lived in Korea, and when I lived in Korea, I lived on one side of the station. I had to cross a bridge to get the other side. I'd go drinking, and I rode a, a 120cc scooter. Nice. And when I got over to the bridge, where they always had the checkpoint, I'd get off my scooter, walk it over the bridge, get to the other side, hop on, and ride away. And no one would ever say shit. Uh, <laughs> that reminds me of a good story. I used to have a scooter for about a year in Tokyo. Mm -hmm. And uh, once at the bridge, they tried to stop me, and I didn't have a license. So I knew it was a good time to uh, avoid the cup, but he brought the big, the the big wooden stick in front of me. You know how they yeah yeah yeah. So what do they do with the stick? I've always wanted to know how they use the stick. This I, is how they use. This is one way they use it. They just lay it on the ground. No, they put it like uh, about uh, three feet off the ground, right in front of you. So you kind of like it's it. a crossing gate or yeah, something like, like that. Yeah, like a crossing gate, like yeah. that, that height. Anyway, and uh, I was like, oh man, I can't get stopped because I don't have a license, and I yeah. I just like. Just went around it. <laughs> the guy was screaming at me. But apparently, again, they didn't get the license because they didn't do anything about it. <laughs> well, we can say that they're not the sharpest knives in the drawer. But you did. Right? But what happened later on with that bike? Uh, we can get into that. Um, <laughs> so, uh, another bridge, actually. I was, I was just riding my bike leisurely down this back street. I was trying to stay off the main streets because I didn't have a license. And uh, the cop stopped me right at the end of the bridge. If you have a scooter and don't have a license, stay away from bridges. <laughs> um, That's what he said. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's what you're saying. saying. Yeah. Word I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I'm not a lawyer, but... Uh, As your lawyer, <laughs> I, I prescribe that option, yes. <laughs> so what they did was they, they stopped me and then... I didn't have the license. They brought me into the police station, and I was put into a concrete walled room with just a table, and I was just sat there, and then they, they went away. I was in there for a total of about four hours. Wait, wait, wait. So, wait, what are the dimensions of this room, first of all? This room, uh, if you know Japanese uh, tatami mats, it was maybe three tatami mats, so very small okay. room. Yeah. And then what, what were you doing just sitting there for four hours? You sit, at the t you sit at the table. First, they bring in some forms, and they make you fill out all of your personal information. But as a foreigner, uh, they, like, nobody can speak English, for one thing. None of the police speak English. I'm sure you, I'm sure you know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's ridiculous. And uh, at this time, I was trying to do my best to get out of the situation. I was only speaking English. Yeah. yeah, this is the what you should do if you're as your lawyer. Um. Yeah, yeah, I will. I will 
advice all of our listeners out there. If you ever get into any sort of like situation in Japan, the best thing you're going to do initially is just to play dumb gaijin, dumb foreigner. Yeah. And just be like, what? Really? Well, any lawyer, any, I don't know. Any I'm not too sure. Will tell you just to keep your mouth shut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just try to say as little as possible and uh, keep it English only. Because as soon as you start, start speaking Japanese... They fucking drop the gauntlet. Oh, on yeah, that's when the Katsudon comes out. <laughs> but, you know, I don't know. Even if you spoke perfect Japanese, maybe they would, uh, you know, they would still speak to you like an idiot, like they do, you know. You know no, but I like police do. Yeah. Um, anyway, I was in there. They, they make you give a statement, and then uh, getting the statement takes forever because they want to make sure everything is exactly right. Yep. And... So at any rate, you were in there for four hours. Then in there for four hours, and then I, they let me go. I get a, a a mail from the national police agency, the the main national uh, police. NPA, right? NPA. Right? Yeah. They said, "Come down to our office. We got something to talk this about." This is like FBI of Japan, guys. Yeah, this is <laughs> not the FBI. <laughs> it's like well, if you had well, another the FBI, so it is that. Yeah. I guess it is the FBI. Well, anyways, sorry. It's like the same level as like the LAPD. If you had an entire country run by the LAPD, God help guys. us all. And, uh, <laughs> so they made they made me pay a uh, hundred thousand yen for not having a license. Hundred thousand yen. So that's equivalent. Well, in today with the exchange rate, you're talking about twelve hundred dollars. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's it's a lot of money, but the maximum they could actually charge you with. Uh, Oh, for a scooter, it's uh, 100000 For a car, it's 300000 So you want to be real careful if you're driving a car without a See, that's one thing that... Wow. Another thing that people should know about driving here is that an international driver's license is good for one year. But if you actually live in a foreign country, you are not allowed to drive on an international driver's license if you're a long-term resident. Mm. So because of this, I drove for around four years in Japan on an international driver's license. And I heard from somebody, finally heard this information, that if I was in an accident or I was in some sort of, uh, even hit by someone else, then my license would be invalid and I'd automatically be responsible for all damages Ouch. that occur. So after that, I just decided to, just to quit renewing that shit because yeah. uh, if someone could T-bone you and you're still going to be fucked. It's all your fault. Wow. Yeah. So wait, do any of us here have a license right now? I have no license. I have no license. No license. All right. right. High five. Uh, yeah, yeah, high fives around the table, man. Never drive. So. Well, so at any rate, you're hauled into the police offices. Have you ever been called into the police office before? No, no, I haven't actually. I, I never get harassed either. I, I've actually harassed the police more than they've harassed me. For example, well, recently there was a. Uh, it was because of I was, I was uh, having a day, a whiskey day. A whiskey day, all as all attorneys do now. Yeah, now. and uh, it was a whiskey day, and I was, it was an egregious display of ineptitude and on a massive scale, uh, via uh, Hanabi Taikai putting fireworks it, display. Putting it lately. Yeah, yeah I mean, fireworks festivals. You oh, know, it's ridiculous. A lot going I just want to go. I just want to cross. I just want to go this way, and they're like, "Oh, we'll we'll just route you this way," and I'm like, and they're shouting at us. Hurting us oh, like sheep. This is a whole other story, actually. They, they yeah. get their mic, they get yeah. their loud phone. Oh, they're out shouting there. at us, and I mean, I'm sure they yeah, didn't really hear me, but I was. Megaphone in like four different directions. <laughs> so, like, they're, they're all shout. You can't hear what any of them are saying. Yeah, it sounds like a, a like a election season or something. <laughs> <laughs> so as, as much as I'd like to say I was harassing them, they probably didn't even hear me. 
which is probably a good thing. Over the megaphone. Yeah, because I was just yelling and screaming, and everyone was looking at me and caused a big scene for about a minute, and I, I, I ran away. And then you ran away. Well, I walked away. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, like, uh, maybe uh, uh, 10 days ago, I was skateboarding in front of Koenji Station, and while I was skateboarding down to the station, there was um, a man who looked a little bit homeless, really crazy, and he jumped out at me and tried to grab me he off of the... Just trying to kind of grab me off the street. But I was skateboarding down into in front of the station. There's like, uh, near the north exit, there's kind of a Hirobara wide open area where we kind of skateboard. Koenji and uh, Koenji Station. And um, so I just like went past him and I could hear him yelling behind me. Oh, whatever, dude. You're crazy. Homeless, probably. Probably live under a bridge somewhere. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. But uh, so I get over there and then the guy followed me over there. He came over to the, the, to the area in front of the station and he ran up to me and just started yelling at me, right? He's like, you can't skateboard. And I was like, well, yeah, whatever, dude. You're not a cop, so go about your business, dude. On your way. On your way. <laughs> and then he just he proceeded to walk over and push me and then, like, kick my skateboard and, like, was kind of trying to get my face and stuff, pushing me around. And I got to say, this guy, for one, okay, he was carrying probably, like, eight articles of clothing, like, loosely carrying them without a bag. You know, just kind of like all of his possessions, you know? Yeah. He kind of looked like Steve Martin in The Jerk. <laughs> you know, I just, like, all I need is my bear, my sweater, or whatever the fuck it was, you know? So what did he have against skaters? Uh, well, I don't think it was so much that. It's, he was a loony. He was just, like, crazy. He was, yeah. uh, he had, okay, he was, he had one foot in the tar bag, dude. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I didn't want to punch the poor guy, it's like but. He was an ex-cup. <laughs> well, he, or he was an undercover. <laughs> and I'll get to that, man. So at any rate, I told him if you touch me again, dude, I'm gonna have to punch you. So what? Instead of like punching you, I'll just kind of put you over by your like homeless shit and put you over the corner. So I kind of put him over on the side, and I was like, why don't you just go over here and sit the fuck down while I do whatever the fuck I'm doing and. You, Turn the, put the cuckoo in the clock, motherfucker. And some other drunk guy jumps up. And then he's like, hey, you can't do that. Like, you can't tell people what to do. I'm like, what the fuck, man? And there's all these young people standing around by the smoking area just staring at me. Like, I'm kind of looking over and I'm like, aren't you guys going to do anything? There's a mentally disturbed person over here kind of going ape shit. And one guy had ran over and got the cops. So the cops come over. Cop comes up to me and he's like, you can't do that there. You have to go. And I'm like, all right. So I kind of like got my shit and was kind of standing there. And then he goes over. And then he goes over and he like fucking shakes the crazy man's hand. And he's all talking to the drunk dude. And I that, that was it for me. That says a lot about uh, this uh, country's just, uh, moral cohesion, I think. Well, yeah, I, I, know. I mean, like, I, I understand that the guy's got like mental deficiencies and stuff. But you can't just go around like playing like uh, homeless Batman on people. And like pushing them around, <laughs> like you know, potato head Batman doesn't work, dude. And then he fucking comedy sketch actually. Homeless Batman. Homeless Batman. Homeless Batman and his sidekick Robin. Yeah, exactly. And then I looked over and one, they're one kind of like two. laughing and chuckling, and I was like, "Fuck that shit." So I walked back over and I'm like, "You are fucking Osaka Kasai. You look, you smell drunk, and you." are just fucking crazy. And the cop's like, whoa, 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 whoa. And he pulls me over the side, and he's like, you're wrong. You're the bad one here. Why, why were you wrong? Because I was skateboarding or something. And I'm like, crazy man was trying to no, push no, no, me. No, 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 You got it all wrong. It's because you're crazy. Ah, oh, foreigner. Come on. You're a foreigner. 
Are you and, sure you're not a lawyer? <laughs> yeah, you might be a lawyer instead of our expert on crime over here. I just like to give advice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and anyway, that's that's kind of like one example of how cops are really. And I, I, t I told the cop at that time, I was like, you know, shouldn't you guys be taking care of this guy? Make sure look at look at him. He's yeah, gonna hurt himself. Yeah, he needs help. And, shit, yeah, yeah, he needs help. I mean, he definitely needs help. It's, and I'm not. And he needs help because if I don't punch him, someone else is. Mm. You know what I mean? Uh, there's a lot of stories in Japan about uh, the you know teenagers lighting the, these homeless guys on fire. You know? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're easy target, as you know, because they get all drunk at night, and then and the uh, people that live in that area don't like them, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I we've done a story on, on the Got Fate Japan podcast about some. Uh, Kids going out and shooting fireworks at homeless, uh, like a like yeah. a parks homeless town, oh, shooting man. like Roman candles inside dudes' tents and shit. Wow. You hear about that a lot. I mean, not uh, the fireworks, but <laughs> <laughs> there's just kids running around town with fireworks <laughs> in their hands, blasting homeless really people, <laughs> beating them up, light, setting them, lighting them on fire. These are the kind of things I've seen a few times in the in the news, right? Not to, not to exaggerate, but that really shows you the the social standing is of foreigners here. <laughs> it, it, it tells you something, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little so, homeless and so, crazies. Yeah, so there's, there's wow. like blue tarp living in the park, there's crazy walking down the street pushing people, and then there's me, you know? <laughs> I'm at the lowest ring of society. And then, well, I'm sorry, nothing, I'm not saying it personally, but then there's Chinese. Chinese. But they mesh in a little bit better. Crying in a gutter. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I mean, generally speaking, like, uh, one thing that we should bring up is the shokumushitsumon, or random searches. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, random searches in Japan are, and actually, I have a little bit of background on it. Um, originally, it's what happened is it was illegally illegal to random search people in Japan. Mm -hmm. Just like in America, you can't just stop someone and search them. When, so you, say original, when you say originally, when do you mean? Like I mean, uh, post-war Japan until about uh, 10 years ago. But okay. then... Um, after 9-11, America started passing these anti-terrorism laws. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are you going to bust in your Captain America outfit next? <laughs> no, I just like to bust that USA once in a while. Um, so, uh, so after, after that happened, then in Japan they decided to, to uh, enact some anti-terrorism laws. Uh. And one of the anti-terrorism laws was they could randomly search people on the street if the people consent to it. Thank you, Dick Cheney. Thank you for the great changes you made to this world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, basically what the system is now is at any time a policeman can stop you on the street and ask you to empty your pockets, ask to empty, open your bag, ask to take off your shoes, ask to take off your socks. I've seen it happen. And I w recently asked to have a, t a piss test. A piss test, yeah, yeah. yeah. On the spot, yeah. On the spot, on the spot. Usually on club nights, yeah. This is a few years ago, but yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, there was a story um, this year, earlier this year, or maybe the end of last year, about cops going into a popular club in Rapungi. They're pulling people out that they suspected of being high on ecstasy. They took him down to the police station, piss tested him. Everyone who came up positive was arrested for narcotics. And this was around the same time as the sumo wrestlers were exactly. getting busted for marijuana. As it's like it's like the the MPA, the National Police Association or agency. They have these policies that they put in place, and then they just you know blindly go ahead with these. Mm. these and measures. usually, there's something that spurs it on. So yeah. recently, right. there's a yakuza crackdown. That's because of a famous Japanese uh, talent or entertainer. Not P. Uh, yeah. Not Nori P. Uh, Shinsuke. 
Shinsuke. Yeah, yeah, yeah was arrested. Thing, yeah. And then after that, then any ties to organized crime between oh, yeah. entertainers. Oh, they're or... cracking down hard now. The whole Olympus uh, debacle is, is one a good a good example. Well, even yeah, from yeah. October first, if you as a civilian or katagi are associated doing business with yakuza, the yakuza they won't get fucked with because you know cops are in their pockets. Yeah. You'll get fucking fucked with. Exactly. You'll get charged. Exactly. Even if it's unbeknownst to you that they're Chimpita or whatever the fuck. Yeah, yeah. You or don't even have to know. Even. Yeah. And, and, and association could be that you drink with them. The association yeah. is so subjective. Uh, it's very gray. It's yeah. a super gray area here. Like, I, I was reading that Tokyo Shimbun said, uh, you're, you're allowed to go to a funeral of a Yakuza member who, <clears throat> if it's just like a small group. But if you go to like the whole syndicate of... Uh, uh, a funeral where the whole syndicate is there, that's completely off limits. Yeah, yeah. And because they're cracking down on entertainers, any entertainer that is caught associating with any Yakuza member, which there's, I mean, we have to, we have to take, in, in Japan, there's more Yakuza or more gangsters than there are police officers. And there's a shitload of police officers. This is probably true. But it's not just entertainers. It's all, it's like all businesses. It's yeah. anyone in a business uh, situation. Can they oh, yeah. seize your business if they find you associating with the you know the Yamaguchi clan or something like that? They can't. Uh, that's a good question. Uh, mm, they can I crack down somehow. There, there's new laws that. We have a lot of listeners here in Japan, so if anyone knows that, please send us an email over on Facebook, Cafe Japan, or an email to Cafe Japan at yahoo.co.jp. And anything that we're missing in the story, let us know and we'll throw it on the next podcast. Or anything guys. we're wrong about. Yeah, which I'm wrong on a lot of shit. My, my legal <laughs> advice is shaky at best. <laughs> you're like. Uh, I have to write a thesis too. You're, you're like the, the lawyer of fear and loathing. Yeah, Dr. Gonzo. <laughs> Gonzo. Lawyer Gonzo. <laughs> My best advice is to arm yourself to the teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Which in Japan, uh, that just requires having a lead pipe or yeah. a rock. <laughs> or a butcher knife. A oh, butcher, butcher knife. Works, yeah. yeah, butcher knife. Yeah, you could get one at the Hakuen shop and go on a rampage in the train. Yeah, yeah. I just read a story about a 17-year-old butcher knife her fucking 18-year-old boyfriend because he broke up with her. Uh, yeah. Woo! <laughs> It's a little it's drastic, kind of you know? Like the... She could have just, like, sucked his best friend's dick or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, on the, crime tri- on the crime tip here, um, there's a lot of... In- in- to, to comp- you know, draw a comparison with the U.S. U.S., there's a lot, you know, a lot of people get shot. A lot of random acts or a lot of gang-related... Uh, gang-related you know, stuff, yeah. A lot of, you know, stuff like that. But it's really just, like, you know, get shot, you're dead kind of thing. Yeah. And not a lot of real evil shit, but... It seems here there's not a lot of murder in Japan, but when but there's one every other day or you know once a couple times a month, and, and they're really grisly, and they're always like on their own, like on their children or their parents or oh, it's yeah. just like family well, or going back to the ineptness of cops. If we talk about the Lindsay case, which a lot of people oh, who are living overseas yeah, yeah. might know, and our our yeah. our buddy Drew, like our hip hop buddy Drew, was actually friends with her. His, oh. Wow. And lived in the same town as her. They used to drink at the same local bar. His girlfriend was good friends with her. And uh, um, if people don't know the story, well, he lured her into his house uh, thinking that it would teach me English, something like that, mm-hmm. and ended up uh, killing her, murdering her, probably raping her, and putting her in a bathtub full of sand. Yeah, that's and, mental. The and, sand part's crazy. No, and no, the, the whole thing, he was, uh, he, he didn't murder her at first. I mean, he... he 
he was a serial rapist. And he did it to maybe eight, I, I think eight or ten. I heard this family was well off as well. Yeah, he was oh, very well to do. He had a separate house down in Kanagawa, um, down on the peninsula. And yeah, they think that it was an, an accident. But in the end, like... He went he, too far. Rape went, went too, too far. far. Yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah. And, uh, well, that ineptness of cops, cops come to his door on suspicion. Right. Cops, well, we're not talking like one cop, as we were talking about before, when cops do anything here in Japan, they do it in a fucking fleet. <laughs> so five cops come to the door. And what's he do? Barefooted, yeah. high, high fucking, just bumps through him, yeah. runs out the door, runs away. It took him over a year to find him. Oh, it took right. him almost two years to find yeah, him. on the lamb. Yeah. On the lamb for almost two years. Where this guy's five cops. Like fucking Hannibal Lecter facial like oh, surgery. Dude, he and cut shit. off his own lip with a pair of scissors. Jesus, yeah, dude. Was, uh, yeah, it's like Buffalo Bill, man. Oh, sorry. The serial rapist was not Lindsay. It was the, oh, what's her name, uh, back in 2000. Um, oh, the Hostess Club, Roppongi Hostess yeah. Bar one? Yeah, oh, no, that, that one. That that's one. the Hayama one, yeah. Dude, yeah, Hayama, yeah. My, uh, my friend in Osaka... Uh, she actually went to that trial because she worked at a hostess club, oh. I guess. Or I, I don't know if she worked at the hostess club, but her friend and no, through friends of friends had known who the dude was. I'd met the dude before. And the, the, the way that I understand it, how she explained it to me was that, uh, that he had been doing this for a while and he would chloroform girls and then he chloroformed the girl too hard. Right, right, and then, that, that's the one I thought. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's Lucy Blackman, not um, no, not Lindsay. Ah, Lindsay. not Lindsay. Yeah, Lindsay. Lindsay was on Chiba, yeah. And let's not confuse that with Lindsay Lohan, because that bitch couldn't even get in this country. <laughs> no. They're like, yeah, 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 yeah. They'd smell the badge getting off the plane, they'd be like, no, you gotta go back. It was like Paul thing. McCartney, right? He couldn't come in. Was it Paul McCartney? Or John Lynch? No, it was Paul McCartney. No, it was Paul McCartney. Yeah. Yeah. It's all the Beatles, right? <laughs> Well, he, he couldn't come back in for years, and then they just threw it out because it's Paul McCartney. I think his whole thing was, was I remember him saying something in an interview, like, he got caught with all this weed, and, uh, and he had, like, made some excuse, like, yeah, it's really pain to buy weed, so I just bought a whole punch. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. It's really good pot. <laughs> you can just throw it away. Yeah, you still hear about uh, musicians and artists that can't get in here once in a while. Who's the most recent huh? Um, The most recent was... Um, Oh the 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 oh the guy that was in, the British guy, um, he was in Arthur, the remake oh, of Russell Arthur. Brand. I'm yeah, glad yeah. That Russell Brand couldn't get uh, in Russell because Brand. he he's an ex junkie and they wouldn't oh, let him in. And the Paris Hilton a couple years yeah, last good. year. Thank God, last year. Yeah, you know what? In some ways, everything we just said was moot. The police <laughs> are doing a great job. Keep it up. <laughs> the policies are good. Got a fucking. Uh, Fry a little, fry a few eggs to cook an omelet. Yeah, type yeah, yeah. Idea, I guess. Well, that's, that's a good question. I mean, uh, the immigration are they under the police? Are they part of the MPA? I think they're under uh, customs. Yeah. Co office, okay. So yeah. they might be a little bit higher level. The, yeah. the police themselves, well, they're, they're they're usually on a different level. They're some brown shirts. Defense, they're, yeah. They're, some they're brown shirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Have uh, any immigration problems, you guys? I've never had immigration problems, but I was actually talking this about this on last week's episode of uh, Cafe Japan. Is when you come into Japan into the airport, then they have a a picture that they'll show you, and they'll show they'll look at it and they'll be like, "Okay, do you have any of this?" And it's a picture of porn. 
And they'll be like, do you have any of this? It's a picture of knives and guns. And this is in 2011, right? Yeah, (laughs) you have a picture of this, and it's a bunch of drugs and stuff. And I'm like, well, no, no, I don't have any of that. And then like they they point to the porn and I'm like, well, I got a shitload of that, but uh, I got a good story uh, of the ineptitude of uh, customs officials. Some this real dumb asshole. Uh, he's also a lawyer from Ohio. <laughs> Anyways, he came into he came back from a trip to the United States uh, with a with a sack of weed that he didn't oh. know about. And, well, because uh, he's got glaucoma in the States. He's got glaucoma, and, yeah, and it was medical yeah. marijuana yeah, yeah. issued to him in Michigan. He's got sore back, you know. Yeah. Yeah, he's and lifting it, too exactly. much. Exactly. Yeah. Totally legit. But, and he didn't mean to snuggle it. He's just stupid. So, <laughs> not mean to snuggle it. Anyways, and this was not even discovered until weeks after he had arrived back at his home in Tokyo. But, anyway, but it was a kind of a sketchy situation, as he told me, that... Uh, that particular time was one of the times in immigration they actually went through the bag mm. and in the bag there was like a busted thing of uh, macaroni and cheese and the, the guy actually helped clean it up and didn't really look through it that much but you know it's it pretty sketchy but yeah you know a lot of the times well, they have the they have the German uh, shepherds at the airport actually so I mean just yeah. having it on you is uh, not a good idea well when I went through this last year back in December I brought back some, uh, you know, Mother of Mary candles, you know, because I'm such a religious motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And uh, they saw some candles in my bag, and the oh. police said, oh, I saw you went to Vancouver, B.C., in oh, Canada. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, I went up there for vacation, you know, and I, I'm, uh, you know, with my friend here. We went up, like, checked it out. And he's like, well, you know, in Japanese, this is all in Japanese, he's like, you know, they're pretty liberal about marijuana. Who said this? The police said this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I was like... What? And I was like, marijuana? Really? And he's like, yes, there's a lot of marijuana up there. And I was like, and he's like, where did you buy these candles? I was like, well, I bought them in Seattle. He's like, you sure you didn't buy them in Canada? <laughs> oh, wow. and I was like, well, no, Very officer, I, did, I, did, I didn't buy them in Canada. I actually bought them in Washington State. And he's like, can I x-ray these? And I was like, well, dude, I just got off a fucking ten and a half hour flight. You can... Jack off in them for all I care, dude. Just fucking get me out the goddamn door so I can go, <laughs> dude. So he goes back and x-rays them, and he comes back. Most polite thing in the world. He, like, put him back in my bag all nice. He kind of wrapped him up, put some paper around him and shit. And he's like, thank you very much. Like, be on your way. But on another fucking side, on the other side, this, we're talking about immigration police. Fucking city cops, Shokubu Shitsumon, which is the random search. I've been stopped multiple times in Japan for random searches, yeah, and every time they're a fucking dick, dude. Yeah. I, and, like, just kind of, for the people listening who don't live here, if you get random searched in Japan, first of all, there's a few things you can do, like tools that you can pack with you. Right, what should you say to the cop? What should you say to the cop? Well, before you say anything, one thing that you need is carry a copy of your fucking passport with you everywhere. If you're not carrying your passport because you don't want you want to be careful, at least carry your passport or a copy of your passport. That's number one. You need you need to have some form of identification. So Shank, do you have one in your wallet right now? Yes, I do. You do. I carry one with me everywhere. A copy of my passport and my foreigner card. Your visa it has your visa in there. Yep, it has a copy of my visa. It has a copy of my front page and my picture on it. I used to carry a copy of my passport because uh, I'm actually a citizen, but since of my you know devilishly good Eurasian looks <laughs> <laughs> always always confused as a foreigner so I, 
But I would never get stopped, is the thing, unless I'm with foreigners. But then I'd have to produce ID, and I'd just be like, oh, here's a copy of my passport. And then like, oh, it's a Japanese passport. I'm like, yeah, I'm Japanese. Oh, so you're a saint. So you're yeah. a saint. And then yeah. they bow down to you. Like, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah, I'd be, yeah. Like, be like, hey, just, get, why are you hanging out with these these fucking whiteies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah. So first of all, carry identification. Second of all, refuse. I mean, you have to refuse. I mean, yeah. it's 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 just like America. I, I don't know what, what. Do you know what amendment? Like in America, you know, you have your right to search and seizure. Yeah, right to search. It's Fourth Amendment. Yeah. Um, in Japan, I'm not too sure yeah. where it lies in the Constitution, but you have the right to refuse to say no. But the police put it on you like you don't have a right to. Yeah. They'll be like, well, well, "Hey, we're doing." They won't let you go yeah. the same way. They're gonna word it this way and that way and try to fucking. They're gonna try to put trick you in you. a corner. Yeah, yeah exactly. they kind of try, try to trick you. Yeah, right. But I've never been in this situation in America. Like, uh, just let, give an example here. I was walking home one day from work, and I was in a suit with a briefcase, right? And they pulled me over, just walking down the street. They're like. Can you show me your uh, foreigner uh, card? Yeah. You know, yeah. I had it on me, actually. I had it on me, and I was like, no. Yeah. I was like, no, I don't want to show it to you. I said I didn't. Ha- I said it was at home, right? They put me in the, the little police box. Not, uh, the, not the station. You should have refused to go to the police box. Well, you, you could try that. I don't, I don't know what would happen. Well, never say you don't have it on you. So that, because no, that no, is, no, because that is against the yeah, law. You have to have identification yeah. on you. Going so back to my you first point. Point. I don't think that's against the law. Oh, no, it's you against always, the law. In, a, in America as well. Yeah. In America as well, you always have to carry you identification ID, on yeah. you. Anyway, I, I just told him I left it at home. My house was like maybe a 10 minute walk from there. And uh, I said, I don't, I don't have it. And uh, they put me in there. They made me sit there for 30 minutes, just sitting there doing nothing, asking me stupid questions. And then some other more important crime came up, and they're like, okay, you can go now. No, they didn't say you can go. They, they said go now. You know <laughs> I mean? like, like, get, get out of here. Yeah, there's like, get out of here. I was like, wow, come on. Yeah, so that goes back to my second point. Okay, you carry identification with you. You can refuse, but there's certain things that you can't do. One thing is you can't raise your voice. Um, if you raise your voice, it's considered disorderly conduct and or like some sort enough, of like... Yeah. Like, like if you're drunk and disorderly Some in the kind states, of an instigation. yeah, yeah. So you can't, and you can't be aggressive. You can't say fuck you. You can't like just start talking bad mouthing the police. You have to do what I do. So this is like a basically a standard thing that I do nowadays. Because I used to work in Shibuya for, I worked in Shibuya for more than uh, two years, about two and a half years, and I worked just off of Sentagai. I'd probably been stopped down there, you know. Five, six, seven, eight. I, I can't even count how many times I've been random searched. And the first couple times I gave in, open, you know, empty my pocket. This is just walking down the street. Just walking down the street. I'm like, my office is right over there. They're like, oh, that's nice. Yeah, please show us what you have. And um, a couple times I had to take off my shoes. So what did they think you that were? That means taking off my shoes in the middle of a dirty ass fucking street. Yeah, there's rats down there. It dude, uh, it's fucking like awful. Yeah, dude. Horrible. And definitely anywhere you step in Shibuya has been puked. Pissed um, and jizzed on. Yeah. And definitely. definitely rats have walked over it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and roaches. And roaches. So and you, have to go, you have to go home and just burn pigeons. those socks. Mm-hmm. And pigeons, crows, fucking gatter, gatter all. Oh. And oh, <laughs> god <laughs> damn, dude. Some of the earth. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. So, but you, you have to do what I do. Is Now when they ask me, can I search you? I say, no, you can't. 
Which the best phrase in Japanese is How do you say that? Uh, shokumu shitsumon yurusenai. Okay. Mm-hmm. Means I do not, like, I will not, uh, like, prohibit, or I will not, like, uh, allow you not to, to, ask me this, uh, to, uh, to search me. Search, yeah. Um, yeah, shokumu shitsumon so yurusenai. So how do they react when you say that? First of all, they'll be shocked. Like, initially, they'll be shocked. And you say, like, but then I go... Oh, you can speak Japanese very well. And they'll, they, they always do everything with a smile. You have to be careful of the smile. Don't be confused by the smile. They're not trying to be friendly. They're trying to get a caller. A caller, in other words, they're trying to get a crime. Yeah. They're trying to boost up the ladder, you know, get promoted. Oh, it's like someday. the it's like the the non uh, was it the nonverbal behavior in Japan, like when when people are nervous or are kind of uh, upset, they laugh. Yeah, yeah, it's you like tend to laugh. That's or a, scratch the back of your head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a cultural trait. So, it's so like yeah, smiling, but they're being two faced. So what I do in the same time is I smile and I say ah oh, yeah yeah, and you do it very positively. You do it calmly. And you're very friendly, and I say ah. Oh, and then I fucking pull out my wallet and I show them my ID. Going back to carry a copy of your passport or carry say, an ID card. Let me just say, Shank is wise in his older years. Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm not choking bitches out, you know. I'm not fucking trying to judo chop chop wait, wait, cops, how, you know. Was, uh, <laughs> older years. And then no weeks counted as older years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That was three weeks ago, man. That's old news. Um, I think a different la- guy. I think the last time this situation happened to me, I was uh, still living in Yoyogi, and I was walking, just walking to my house, right? Just carrying a tall boy, and, uh, drinking, walking to my house, or maybe from my house. But uh, the guy, the cop, was standing there on the the in the middle of the uh, crossing. There, <clears throat> he's like, "Can you show me your ID?" Just like out of the blue, and I was like, "No." And I like kept walking. <laughs> <laughs> Did he do anything about it? No, he didn't do anything. Yeah, I was just like, nope. And I just kept drinking. I kept walking. So you have to be. But you, you have to kind of read the situation yeah, though, because I was, I was one guy. time I was stopped by the I what what's equivalent of the INS, which is the immigration. The immigration. How do you know the difference between them and the regular cops? Well, because he showed me a badge. When they when they stop you, they have to show you their badge. So he showed me his badge. That's I, a new one. And, and <laughs> I. And I took a look at his badge, and he was immigration police. And near where I was living at the time, there were a lot of Filipinos living in that neighborhood. So he was checking for illegal aliens overstays, and he said, can I see your, your foreigner's card? And I said, oh, yeah, you can look at it, but that's it, because I have to go to work. I don't have time for this. I showed him my foreigner's card. He saw that my visa was valid, and I went on my way, and yeah, some Japanese people yelled at him for blocking the escalator, you know, something like that. In that case, you, good for them. Solidarity. you can't. So showing your ID is... Yeah, the 99%. 99 of us have to be at work on time to run for the 1%. <laughs> but one thing that you can be, be kind of like, it might set you at ease being here in Japan. When they check your ID, do not, they do not run your name. They do not yeah. put it through the database. They don't, they don't, they don't call the station. They don't say, like, does he have any prior crimes? They check it to make sure that you're not an illegal alien, and then they send you on your way. And why do you... Oh, you're just talking about Shokumu Shitsuman, right? Yeah, yeah, for the random searches. Random searches. So when they stop you for a random search, be calm, tell them no, show them your ID, say, like, oh, do a good job, I hope you have a good day, 
be on your way. If they try to keep you any longer, maybe now they're like invading your civil. Yeah. Or you maybe you say like Tokyo Giants rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like throw something in there, like yeah. regional. This is something yeah. I learned in Ohio. When social I, engineering. Yeah. Yeah. Back when I used to live in America and, uh, and drove a car, um, I got pulled over a lot. You mean New for, Jersey. For speeding. Yeah, I know I mean New Jersey. Ohio, New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you just talk about the local Charlie sports. Joey, folks. <laughs> you talk about the local sports team, and that will get you out of every oh, yeah, speeding yeah. ticket. It, it, seriously, three times in a row. Three really, times really, in a row. Yeah. So, so I was give, give me an example. Give me an example. So the guy pulls you over. He's like, "License registration, please." And then he checks it, and then he comes back to, you know, he's thinking about what he's gonna do. Like, but he, he's like, "Will I give him a ticket? Will I not give him a ticket?" He's judging your character. Yeah, he's like. And then you give him, like, just right away, just, like, start talking about it. So, that game on Saturday, that was... That like, was how, about, how about them... That was a real cracker. How about them devils? How about mm-hmm. them blue devils? Uh-huh. Well, New Jersey devils. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> you're, blowing your, you're blowing your own spot. <laughs> you're blowing your own cover, Mother Meyer. My, my spot uh. is, yeah, pretty much blown. <laughs> how about them Buckeyes? Go <laughs> <laughs> Bucks! Anyway, you just have to talk about the local sports team or whatever just has happened recently. And that, I mean, that works in Ohio. I mean, America. Or I mean, New Jersey. <laughs> and I'm... I'm yeah. sure, oh, I'm sure it would work here. You know, just yesterday we had a big game uh, between Japan and... Um, North Korea. The Democratic People's Republic oh. of North Korea. <laughs> The DPRK. Yeah, <laughs> gotta whisper it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want him to. I don't want him to hear it. I don't want him to hear it. Or the sun. Oh, uh, yeah. Great leader. Dude, I I have to say, like, I watched the highlights this morning on NHK, and it was ridiculous propaganda on the Japanese side. Oh, how so? Of course. Because the news story that the Japanese press put out was only emphasizing. How uniform, how controlled the you Korean have side a was. Them. Yeah, and how it was a real away game. It was a super away game. We only had 100 supporters. They had thousands Kukyoku, of supporters. Kukyoku, away. What, was it? what was the word they used? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The, super the, away game. Yeah, it was like a super Kyukyoku, away game. Kyukyoku in Kyodi Shiai? Uh, no, no, it okay. wasn't. <laughs> but it's Kyukyoku. Kukyoku yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, what it was trying away. to highlight in like kind of a weird backwards way was some sort of a nationalistic view of how we were being, we as in Japan, was being kind of like marginalized by the uh, North Koreans. But just by the way they were wording it, you know. Meanwhile, there was 50,000 oh, people in the stadium and dude. only 125 Japanese or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, my question about that whole situation is, who are these 125 Japanese yeah, people who fucking went to DPRK to watch a fucking football match. Oh, dude. That's dude. mental. That is mental. That is mental. It's pretty hard to get in there. Yeah. Um, Talk about the police in here. I mean, that whole country is like... Yeah, is a police Police. police. Yeah. police Second to only... Uh, well, actually, second to none. Dot Faded Japan Stories. Dot Faded Japan is about two dudes booze. Japan in the news. Yes, that's yeah. right, that's right. Because you know when you die, you shit yourself. And of course, our news takes place where? In Japan, dude. <laughs> I wonder if she's in the anal. Because <laughs> she takes so many shit. <laughs>
<laughs> Sorry guys, yeah, yeah. Again, this is not the, the Bukashi podcast, this is the news. The, the, the bar club is filled with like just bikini girls all dancing, busting their tails and shit. Oh, it's fucking sick, dude. I see girls here passed out, like I said before, with a Louis Vuitton purse under their arm. Yeah, no problem, right? She was a prostitute at a fucking sex parlor in what was it? Was it in Tokyo? It was in Osaka. <laughs> if you were at a fucking like like hardware store and a sketchy looking guy looking really nervous, a blood minister comes in asking for a can, call the cops. So wait, are we gonna go like five, four, three, two, one, or one, two, three, four, five? We're gonna go five, four, three, two, one. Yeah, we're gonna go. You know, three. Bye, bye. All right, shit that didn't make the cut this week, but news out of Japan, we might as well go through the top five. Let's do it. Talk about it a little bit. So number five. Number five. Alligators seen in Nagasaki Prefecture Reservoir. Damn, that's the way to do it. John Wayne eat that shit. Number four. For running members only prostitution website. Alright, number three. Juvenile prison inmates accused of forcing fellow detainee to drink 15 liters of water. Damn, dude, I'm so glad I only drink alcohol. <laughs> number two. Number two. Ibaraki man arrested for fatally stabbing brother. My fucking brother, man. Christmas, he ain't getting shit. <laughs> that motherfucker ain't getting shit. No Christmas cake for you, motherfucker. And you knew a cookie or none. Number one. Here we go. Canadian rock, rock band, uh, some 41 singer, hospitalized in Osaka after attack. What a pussy. Absolutely spread the word. Call your friends, call your neighbor, call your boss. Don't call your boss. Call your, your, your sensory or whatever. I, that's not even English. Whatever. Call us. Dude, I'm fucked up, man. Yeah, yeah. Go to the website, leave a comment. Mm. Go to iTunes, leave a comment, or give us a star rating. Mm. Subscribe. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Oh, yeah, definitely subscribe. I mean, every email that I open is like, fuck off, fuck off, fuck off. <laughs> I want to kill you, Shane. Oh, dude. We got fucked up last night, basically. Dude, we got.